Right. This is Ann Robertson, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Bible Society, and this is the Spirit Walkers Devotion for Sunday, December 7th, 2008. The passage comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 13 through the beginning of verse 14. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need. On Friday night, I was at an event co-sponsored by the Massachusetts Bible Society and the Boston Faith and Justice Network. The event was called The Gratitude Economy, and it featured three people who told about the ways that they have adjusted their lives to increase their giving for the poor. One woman explained that she has joined with a group of 30 other women who all pledged to give 1% of their income, over and above their tithe, to a cause they would select jointly. That group of women gives thirty-five to $40,000 per year, and they each find ways to live more frugally to enable their giving. The second speaker was moved by a photographer's exhibit of 70 orphans and decided in looking at that to render those, photograph- those photographs as oil paintings. He painted 70 oil portraits and sold them for $70 each, money that was contributed to services for orphans. More than that, each purchaser was required to pledge an additional $70 per year for the remaining years of his or her life to that same cause. All 70 were sold, with 70 people making that pledge. And so he painted another 70, which have also been sold. The third speaker, a well-paid technology executive, told of his family's decision to live on the income of the average American household and to give the rest away. When they began, that average income was $38,000. Today it's closer to $50,000, but this man makes $200,000 a year. They give away about $150,000 per year and live in a poor area of one of California's poorest cities to make ends meet. They find themselves in ministry in many ways in that setting, from leading Bible studies for gang members to taking neighbor children to school. The most notable thing about the evening, however, was not the stories of any of the speakers. It was the audience. We were in a room at a local Lutheran church with about 80 chairs set up. Not only was every chair filled, but people lined every wall and were jammed in so tightly that some couldn't even get in the door and strained to listen from the outside. All this to hear about how to live simply and to give more. But, as they say in cheap advertising, but wait, there's more. Not only was the crowd spilling out the door, I was one of only about five, six people in the room over thirty. That's right. It was young people, many of whom have joined economic accountability groups themselves through the work of Boston Faith and Justice, in order to address the concern that Paul speaks about there in 2 Corinthians, the question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need. When the third speaker cited a Bible passage, about a third of the young people there pulled out Bibles. As I sat there in the midst of this sea of young faces, I thought of the many, many churches that have trouble attracting people under 60, let alone under 30. 
In fact, even churches with healthy numbers of 30 to 50-year-olds have significant gaps in under 30. What do they want, our committees moan, often spiraling down into conflicts about whether or not to change the worship style. While worship styles are not unimportant, Friday night's event taught me that the under-30 crowd wants relevance. The world they are inheriting is spiraling out of control, and it will be up to them to right it. They organized in massive numbers to bring change to government, and they're taking seriously the need to live balanced and just economic lives. Maybe there wasn't a bigger over-30 crowd because we might feel too threatened. We make too much. The Bible has much to say on this topic. In fact, if you cut out all the economic passages in Scripture, you'd be left with tatters. The passage that I read from Second Corinthians is just part of two whole chapters in that book that Paul devotes to urging the churches across Asia Minor to support an offering for the poor of Jerusalem foreign mission, if you will. While his goal is specific to the time, his urging is straight from the prophets. There is abundance in God's economy. God has created a world where there is enough for everyone. But if some of us keep more than our fair share, others will experience scarcity. While we have seen throughout history that legislating that balance leads to abuse, the way of God is different. These two chapters in Second Corinthians are where you also find Paul's famous statement, Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Our economic crisis has already caused great pain, but it also provides great opportunity for people of faith to get back to our roots in God's economics. It's up to each of us to figure out a fair balance between your present abundance and their need. We need the help of our religious leaders and institutions, both to learn what that means and to have the courage to live it out. Our young people, at least, are hungry for it. Will you pray with me? Allow us, Lord, to see both your abundance and the world's need, and to heed your call to justice. Amen. Amen. 